Hey there, welcome to the Billion Dollar Blind Spots, where we actually help people and individuals and companies discover the blind spots in their business and their life. Actually, find a little one thing that's going to actually change their life and change the trajectory of their business and go from just getting by to quantum jumps and quantum leaps in their business. If you want to find out more, stay tuned. As you're going to learn about in today's first episode, we're going to talk about the real estate bubble. What's going on in 2021? How is it similar to 2008? Let's find out. Introducing Sean Shouse, your host, the Billion Dollar Blind Spots. I am so excited to actually talk to you today. I'm actually standing on the patio looking at a billion dollar review at Markham Island. We're recording this. But I wanted to sit down and actually answer a bunch of questions that I've been getting from investors and retail buyers and real estate. So over the past six months or 12 months, going through COVID-19, we've had a lot of people asking us about what's going on in the real estate market, what has it, you know, is it slowing down, is it speeding up, is it still crazy, is it still 15 buyers for every one listing? Well, you know, let's back up a little bit and let's look at the history and let's look at the blind spot that's actually happening right now in the real estate opportunity. So what do I mean by a blind spot in the real estate opportunity? For those people out there that are saying, hey, Sean, how do I get a deal? How do I buy a deal? Like when I hear these stories about these guys that bought things on 10 cents on the dollar and all of a sudden they're selling them for a million dollars, how do I do that? Well, you're going to be in a good situation in the next 6 to 12 months in my professional opinion. Why do I say that? Well, if we back up, the history repeats itself. Okay, we go through cycles, and those cycles are anywhere between 8 to 10 years, 12 years in some cases. From peak to peak is what it's called when you talk to analysts, and when I studied it in, in NL, when I studied at NYU, I taught us in real estate analytics courses, that it takes anywhere from 8 to 12 years to go into a cycle, and that's from peak to peak. And in real estate, because we're such an inefficient market, if something starts to happen now, it takes anywhere from 12 to 18 months for it actually to hit the papers or actually for us to recognize it in the news. So it's almost kind of like when you're in the, in the stock market, they talk about buying the rumor and selling the news. Same principle. Except our cycle is a lot longer of a cycle than in the stock market where it's a, you, I can tell you that, hey, the stock went up 50% in the past hour. You can actually look at the ticker tape and see it instantly. With, this, with the uh, real estate market, it's an education business. So in order for you to see the market shifting, you have to actually be in the market, have your thumb on the pulse of the market, or you have to be really close in tune with somebody like myself or another real estate professional that's doing real estate on a regular basis. Now, when I say doing real estate on a regular basis and a real estate professional, I'm talking about somebody that's doing more than 15, 20 transactions a year, not the average realtor in your neighborhood who's doing one to five transactions. Because by the way, in the United States of America, the average person, the average realtor is doing anywhere between one to five transactions as a professional full-time realtor. What's interesting about that is they're representing, in the most cases, they're representing 75% of those sales are representing a buyer. So they're really not on the marketing side or the sales side. They're more on the introduction and the what I call the, you know, the Mary Kay side or the Vanna White side of, of the industry. You know, they're basically showing and selling people properties. So let's take a deep dive into why am I saying there's a billion dollar opportunity right now coming in the next six to 12 months? Well, ironically enough, if we back, go backwards in time and go back to 2008 and 9, 2008 and 9, we actually opened a real estate office which was the case law, recommended of our coaches and everybody, and for God's name, I don't know if you want to start heading, I into the hole of building a company. So I decided to keep going forward. We opened our doors in 2008, probably September 2008, something like that. Instantly after we opened the doors, like six months later, the market had gone down 40% in sales, 
45% was the average sale price went down in volume. So we actually went through probably what I would call the financial debacle and the financial crisis of 2008-9. And during that period of time, we had one buyer that was qualified to buy a home at 15 houses on the market that we were trying to sell. The vast majority of those houses were a distressed situation. They were either upside down or they were short sale or pre-foreclosure or foreclosure. What's interesting is what we didn't know at the time was, and what we knew as professionals, but a lot of people didn't see it or didn't know it, was there was what they called the shadow inventory. So what is the shadow inventory in real estate? The shadow inventory in real estate are properties that are actually out there in the market that people live in that are either 60, 90, or 120 days late, except that normally in a normal market, the bank or a financial institution would actually file what's called a list pendants after 60 days late, which is basically a court action or a court letter and depending if you're in a, in a state where the real estate process is done by court or if it's done by sheriff sale, it depends on which one you're in, but either one, they have to, after 60 days, they're going to notify that person that, hey, you're late on your mortgage, and if you're continuing to be late, we're going to foreclose on you, we're going to take your house. And what's interesting is we can typically track those, what's called Liz pendants being filed across the country, and it's a very, it's a very indicative, it's a forward indicator or a forecast of the market to come. And what's interesting is during 2008, we had about two and a half million people go out of work from the financial debacle and everything that was going on. Over the next two years, 24 to 48 months, those people, most of them went back to work. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't that bad, most of those people went back to work. Let's fast forward to 2020, 2019, 2020, the height of COVID. What happened there is 22 million people were out of work. Again, 22 million people went out of work at the height of COVID. And a lot of those people weren't going back to work, whether by choice or because they didn't have a job offered to them. What do I mean by that? Well, during that period of time, a lot of these people actually got paid more to actually stay home than they were making when they went to work, or slightly different. So they said, you know what, screw it, we're just gonna stay home. We're already upside down on our mortgage. We're gonna take our house anyway. Let's just stay home and ride the wave and keep collecting our employment and keep collecting our severance check. What's funny is, a lot of those people, you know, sadly enough, they're not going to go back to work, but we're going to still have these properties. The interesting thing is, though, is the reason why we don't see that in the market right now is because we have memorandums like we did in 2008. The government stepped in and said, oh my God, this crisis was not due to these people's fault. Let's give them a break and let's put a memorandum in place that says we can't foreclose on these people or the banks and the financial institutions can't foreclose on them until we let them. After they opened up the gates and they pulled back the memorandums in 2008-9, not only did prices go down 45% and the volume of sales went down 45% just from the financial debacle, it went down an additional 5-8% to in most markets. And most markets in the primary areas like in the tri-state area or the metro areas like metro markets, we saw prices go down anywhere from 8-12% to when those properties came into the market. Now how come? Like you're talking in 2008, we had over 800,000 properties come into the market as a result of the shadow inventory. So 800,000 properties, what is that in the, in the grand scheme of things? When you're only selling 7.5 million homes in the United States on a given year, 800,000 is a big chunk of properties. What's interesting is if we do simple math, right? We had 2.5 you know, million people out of work. We had 800,000 people that were in receivership or in some kind of distressed situation that came into the market. So that's a pretty good that's a pretty good chunk of people, okay? Fast forward 2020, 19, 2020, we have 22 million people out of work. 
a lot of them not going back to work. What do you think the odds are that we're going to have anywhere between 1.5 to 2 million properties that are going to be in some kind of a receivership or some kind of a distress situation? Now, I'm not saying hooray for them. I'm saying, quite honestly, I mean, I'm sorry to see that because actually I want to see a robust, healthy real estate market. But if you're asking me where there's a billion dollar blind spot and where you can have an opportunity to capitalize on the market, in my professional opinion, that market is on its way. It's going to be anywhere between 12 to 16 months from now. 12 to 18 months probably is a better number where we're going to start to see those properties come into the marketplace. We've already started to lift the memorandums, but it takes time for those properties to go through the process. How long does it take? They're probably going to give people a break and they're going to try to get them back and right to ship over the next 30 to 60 days after the memorandum. Once they figure out that that doesn't work, then they're going to start to file some kind of legal action, which is a list pendants file. When they file the list pendants, that's going to be a 30 to 60 day window of time that that's going to give the bank before they can now go in and try to foreclose on them. That process is going to take anywhere from, I would say, anywhere from 90 to 180 days with the amount of foreclosures you know, that are going to hit the, the banking system and also hit the court system. So, you know, and then if you're in a state where they do sheriff sales, it's going to take the sheriff that long to process it. So, if you're looking for an opportunity in the real estate market, if you wanted to capitalize on the market now, here's what I'm telling most of our customers. For the people that are thinking of selling in the next one to five years, you'd be far better suited to sell that property now, take the money off the table, put it on the sidelines, because bear in mind, during COVID-19, not like 2008, where we had one buyer and 15 properties, where when you have that situation, properties are worth less. In COVID, we had one house for sale, 15 miles, and sold prices of 15, 20% more than they're really worth. The intrinsic value of the home is even more. So if you're you're smart and you kind of see the you see the storm coming across the across the ocean before anybody else, if you're thinking that you want to sell that house in the next one to five years, sell it now, put the money on the sideline, wait anywhere between 12 to 18 months, and you can probably buy your own house back for. 10 to 15 percent less than you're paying for it now. That's right. In my professional opinion, you're going to see the market actually dip about 5 to 10 percent depending on where you are. As you're on the outskirts of towns and you're in resort communities, you may see a bigger jump in prices. But again, if you're looking for an opportunity, the goal would be is to sell your house now at the top of the market, wait for the market to correct in the next 12 to 24 months, and then have the cash on the sidelines to be able to buy up a property or two. And actually ride the wave again and then ride it for another six to eight to twelve years for that property to appreciate again and then go resell it. So again, if you're looking for a billion dollar blind spot, whether it's in your personal life or your business, stay tuned on this podcast. We're gonna talk about holes in businesses and holes in your personal life that if you just took one little thing, one little tweak, you were able to change it. You can change your life forever, you can change your legacy in your business and your personal life. Hey, I'm Sean Shells, I'm your host at Billion Dollar Blind Blind Spots where we actually help you to discover the blind spots in your business and your life to make the huge impact to help you to go from where you are to where you want to be, except we're going to shortcut the process and we're going to make a quantum jump in your business and your life. Look forward to talking on the other side. Sean Shouse.